I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. Yeah, no, this this is not going long. Um, I've said it before. I am done with the full one-hour episodes. This team is not worth my time. I don't want to bother you by talking about this disgrace of a team that was once glorious. Um, the Yankees got rained out today. Um, I do not have work today. I do not have class today, an off day for me, so I'm recording this in the middle of the um, of July 1st on Thursday. It's the middle of the day. It's literally 12.52 in the afternoon as I speak. So I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Welcome to episode 261 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis I um, I'm I'm like I, I'm. Obviously, I'm speechless. But I'm at a point where, I think I'm out of rants. We've vented enough. We've we've gotten angry enough. I can't do that anymore. I'm just. I want to. So, I guess we'll start with with the the, the, the game last night, right? Because that's the elephant in the room. So I had, I went to bed thinking I had work in the morning. So I usually watch the game and then I'll write the recap after. But I, I, I didn't know that it'd be raining this morning and I work outside. So I needed to be sunny. I do landscaping. So I, I thought it would, I forgot that it would rain this morning. So I went to bed thinking, all right, let me watch the rest of the game in bed. Which I usually don't do that. So I... What I do is when I go to bed, I take my glasses off, take my net, my chains off, I, I I take my accessories off, and I just go to bed. So I did that, thinking, all right, you know what? Let me just sit there in my bed, and if I fall asleep, I'll fall asleep because they're about to win this game, right? This is right after the second rain delay ended. So I'm about to like doze off because I see Chapman's coming in the game, and I'm like. Alright, well, you know, he has been struggling lately, but there's no way he struggles this badly and does it again. And there's no way he gives up, you know, gives away the the 7-2 lead at the time, I believe it was. What was it? Let me check. It was a big lead. I mean, we had, they had a 7. Uh, I don't even want, like, I, I'm so tired of it. Let me check. So entering the ninth, we have the eight to four lead. Okay, so we had an eight to four lead. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, Chapman comes in and he walks the bases loaded. The second walk, I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, Aaron Boone, knowing how Chapman's been struggling 
big time of late, he's certainly going to pull him, right? I said this after the second walk. I'm like, there's no way in absolute hell that Aaron Boone lets Chapman continue to dog through this inning when he just walked two batters, no competition. He walks a friggin' third guy. And as soon as he walked Rendon, I'm like, all right, well, now he's going to pull him. There's no way he's going to let him do it again. There's no way, given that Aaron Boone has known that Chapman's got an ERA, who knows, in his last month. There's no way he's going to keep him in here. If he, if he, okay, whatever. You know, I would have liked him to be out of the game after that second walk in a row. But the third one, all right, at least he's coming out now. He keeps him in the game. To face somebody who I don't know, maybe I should know, but I, I have no idea who Jared Walsh is. The guy goes deep to center field, grand slam, and the game is friggin' tied. I don't even jump, I don't even move. I, you know, I, you hear a lot of people say they just laugh at this point. I didn't even laugh. I just looked at the screen and just looked at the screen and then looked down on my phone. And look back up at the... I, I didn't have an emotion. It was just like watching rain hit the street. I just looked at it. I just watched it. And I didn't react. I didn't have a... Sh I didn't have a single emotion. Wasn't pissed off. Wasn't laughing. I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I was just watching. Because that's the way this season has gone. And... Chapman giving up a grand slam to blow the, the... It wasn't even a save situation. To blow the win in the ninth inning of a game, it's the most Yankees... It's the most 2021 Yankees thing in the world right now. So, that happened. Then, then the babysitter comes out and grabs, grabs his closer. Yeah, now he does. It's on the players. It's on the players. Okay. So now he gets Chapman. And then he brings in Lucas Lickie, who hasn't had the greatest stretch of late either. I mean, he got banged around. Um, was it in game one? But hey, whatever. You have to at this point. You have to get Chapman out of there for anything. Lickie comes in. And by the time he finishes the outing, he it's an 11-8 to ball game. And the Yankees go down in the next half inning without a damn fight. And they lose. This was the same game where we pounded Babe Ruth. Everybody's everybody's calling this kid Babe Ruth for frick's sake. I mean, hell, he's good. But he ain't Babe Ruth. But this is the same game in the first inning. The great Shohei Otani, who's apparently already going to make the Hall of Fame. Can you tell I already can't stand the, the hype on this game? Listen, he's good. But they, okay, so this is the same game, let's get to the point, where they cracked a seven spot on Shohei in the first inning. Seven to nothing after the bottom of the first. The Yankees all over, they weren't even like hitting him, but they were just disciplined. He had no command, no control, so they were taking their walks and they had timely hits. Stanton had a nice single. Um, I think Gary went the other way for a single. Seven nothing after the first inning. Clearly a win, right? Even the 2021 Yankees, you weren't thinking, 
Yeah. They're going to blow this. I'm a little nervous. Let's let's keep watching. It's clearly a win, you're thinking. I was, and I'm negative as hell. But I was thinking, okay, this is a win. Even entering the series, after we just lost that the last series we were in, we were in the, uh, what was it? Was the last series the Red Sox sweep? I think so. I was saying the Yankees are probably going to take three out of four, win the series against the Anaheim Angels, and... You know, eventually they'll hit a wall again. <laughs> no. They lose the game after having a 7 nothing lead, and they drop 2 out of 3. Because, again, the game today is rained out. I I don't know, man. I, I don't have anything else to add. I don't simply... I just simply don't care. I, this is it for me. I don't have... I'm not motivated to dive into anything and pick shit apart because we've discussed so much already and like it's it's there's only so much you can say this is who the Yankees are unfortunately it sucks but it's a team that should probably sell at the deadline they should probably try trading away all their assets and get those younger prospects in here and, and call some people up too and see what you can do but let's be real after hearing what Hal Steinbrenner had to say this morning in his presser, it's exactly what everybody expected. It was the same old PR-fed, typical corporate BS. I believe in my guys. We have the right coaches and managers for the job. We're going to ride with this crew, and there is no way that we are sellers at the deadline. That was what he said, and I'm paraphrasing. And it's exactly what everybody expected. Saw a tweet, somebody said it, I don't remember who it was, saying, you could ask Hal to name the 26-man roster. He probably couldn't do so. I mean, it's not wrong. He probably couldn't. Guy's on his yacht with a martini in his hand. He has no idea what's going on with this team. Why do you think they're feeding him that PR shit? He doesn't know what the hell to do. This guy's a joke. They're all about making money. They're all about staying under the tax. Why do you think these rain delays are extended and extended so they keep the concessions open to make an extra buck? It's insane. They traded away one of their relievers to a division rival in the Boston Red Sox just so they can be the $10 million under the tax. They're all about saving money, earning money, not spending money. That's what they've become. They don't give a shikes, trying not to curse anymore, about the product that is on the field. They don't care. They simply don't care. They care about their pockets. They care about fattening their wallets. So it's on Hal Steinbrenner. It's on Brian Cashman. It's on Aaron Boone. It's on the players. Top to bottom. And this is worse than rock bottom. This is a hollow pit from hell that we are in right now. We are underneath rock bottom. We are at our worst. This is not the Yankees that your parents grew up watching. That our parents grew up watching. It's what they say, not your father's Yankees. This is the new Yankees. They simply don't give a damn. 
Cashman compiled a roster that is way too clunky to succeed, to live up to these expectations that we had. Aaron Boone, whether you think it's fair or not, should not be managing this team anymore. He doesn't have that it factor as a manager. He had he doesn't have leadership. He doesn't have leadership. He doesn't hold his guys accountable. And when these guys are out here in the middle of the year, all right, so we're 80 games in, I believe. That's that's the midway point. 82 or 81 games is the exact number. We are 80 games in, so we're about halfway through. And we are barely, barely above 500. We are in fourth place, fourth place in a five-team division with this roster, which... I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself. It's a roster that should be good enough to win games. They should be good enough to win. I never thought this roster was World Series caliber, but they shouldn't be underachieving this much. So I'm not surprised that the Yankees aren't leading the division, but I am very frustrated that we're in fourth place, and I think that's managing. When you have a roster... Like this, you should at least be better than 500. Now, Cashman's issue was he compiled a roster that's not good enough to make a World Series. But Aaron Boone, I believe, is doing bad enough to make this team not even capable of making the playoffs. Because right now, we're not in the playoffs if the season ends. We are not in. Aaron Boone said the other day, the season is on the line. And he goes out there and they drop two out of three. The first game, they lose five to three. You have Otani with a blast off of Mike King in the first inning. Then Walsh with a double. 2 nothing. Then, you know, the Yankees kind of crawl back. Sanchez gets the RBI 5-3 ground out in the bottom of the inning, 2-1. to one. Then you've got Urshela with the home run in the bottom of the second, 2-2. Two to two. Fifth inning comes King. Bang around again. Gets an out. But the, he surrenders a double to somebody. Then he leaves the game for Litke. Litke can't get the out. RBI fielder's choice makes it 3-2 to two when he does get an out. Uh, Ligaris homers off of Litke. Stanton then homers to make it three runs for the Yankees. But that'd be all. They eventually lose 5-3. to three. In the second game, cool. They, they, they won. Alright, so... You know, it was a nice win. I don't know why people were acting like this was something we're going to build upon, build upon. Because we've seen this team do it again and again and again. You know? We win 11-5. Otani had two more home runs, I believe. <laughs> but, you know, we get a bunch of hits. And it's a blowout by the fourth inning. Um, yeah, I don't know... Again, I, this this was a, a game I watched. I didn't have fun watching, even though we kicked ass. But it's hard to have fun when you know you're in the middle of a really underwhelming season. So even one game where we do great is not going to get me excited. But they did hit well. They had you know uh, who led with hits. It was Miggy, three hits for Miguel Andujar, uh, Judge, Gary, Miggy, each of them homered, and then you had Judge and a um, bunch of other guys. With multi-RBI games. And we didn't pitch well. I mean, Tyone sucked again. Five-something innings and five runs allowed. That's what he does. He's not good. Um, Cortez pitched well in relief and somebody else after. But who cares? 
We won, nice, and then we get to the game we just discussed. It's not a team that you like watching, win or lose. It's, it's like I said last time out, I said it in one of our recent blogs, and I said it in one of our recent episodes, I am out on the New York Yankees. I believe I said it in 260, so our last episode. I'm out. This is it. I'm done. This is all. This is it for me. I'm not buying back in. This is the team we have, and it's not going to be better. We're going to have occasional stretches where we go 7-2 and two like we just did entering the series or the Boston series, but then we're going to go back to normal. And normal is this for now on. This team is not built to, to succeed. How could you think that they were built to win 100 games? I feel silly thinking that now. But I didn't think it'd be this fucking bad. But look at this roster. Cashman didn't do good. You constructed a, a rotation full of guys who haven't pitched in forever. And you thought that'd work? And then you look at the infield, the outfield, the position players. You've got misfits left and right. Right? Your center fielder is out once again, Aaron Hicks, who you just handed a seven-year uh, seven contract a few years ago. Your backup center fielder, you traded away for journeyman reliever who doesn't even pitch anymore because he sucks so much. Then you have another backup center fielder slash left fielder in Brett Gardner who should have retired last year. He's just getting charity at-bats now because everybody else sucks and, you know, they love the nostalgia too. You've got, you know, Aaron Judge, every other series has to play center field because it's a game of musical chairs out there. Clint Frazier jumping for balls he doesn't need to jump for, throwing balls he doesn't need to throw. Miguel and Duhar is like a dog trying to sniff its own ass in fucking left field. I'm cursing again. I'm sorry. Um, you go in the infield. Gleyber Torres at the most important position in the infield, can't play it. First base, Luke Boyd's back for now, but it was musical chairs for a whole long time when he was out, and he's not exactly on fire right now, swinging for a home run every time he's up at the plate. It's not a great constructed roster. And it's not lit. Well. So. We're going to head to our first break. We'll be right back. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast. All you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone and that will take you to where you need to be link tr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast all right and I forgot to add, just to rip them even more. They sit Aaron Judge 
and Gio Urshela yesterday, last night. They sit both of them. Not because they're hurt, but because they want to give them rest. Very well knowing that today is most likely going to be rained out. Do I need to say more? Do I need to say more? No, didn't think so. All right, so we're going to go over this this three-month progress report, and then we're ending the episode because I am tired. Not fatigue. I'm just tired of talking Yankees. I'm sick. The Yankees have dishonored their brand. That's the title of this episode, 261. You are listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. So let's start with the highest grade. You know, then we'll work our way down to the lowest grade. We'll do the usual. And just once again, these grades, these letter grades are based off of that player's own expectation. Okay, so we're grading the lineup individually, the the position players individually. Then we're grading the pen and the rotation as a whole, and then the Yankees team as a whole. So the highest grade on the team, position player-wise, is Aaron Judge, who has an A-. I didn't want to give him that because I don't want to give this team, I don't want to give anybody on this team an A- right now. And especially because Judge, the, the biggest knock on him, my one knock on him this year, he continues to not come through in the clutch. He's not a clutch hitter. He's not a big-time hitter. He's not exactly a garbage-time stat pattern. I'm not going there because he hits good home runs for that, that you know, he produces for the team and actually helps the team. But it's those late home runs in those big spots where he does not cash through on. They just come early, a lot of the hits he has. It'd be nice if he started cashing in as the alpha supposed on this team if he started doing that more often. But he has an A-. He's having a good year, right? The, the numbers aren't lying. He's hitting. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't care to look them up anymore. But, you know, there's somewhere mid-280s. He's got the OPS above 900 again. The homers are there. He's got 18. So he's having a good year. He's playing good right field. He's made a really good play the other day. He's the only guy in the A category. So he's got an A-. Um, then we go down to B, not B plus, but just B. And I've got one, two, three guys who I've given Bs to. Gary Sanchez has a B. Um, he's having a really good last several weeks. He hasn't been this good all season, so that's probably why I didn't go higher. But he's been really good lately. He's been really good for about a month now. He's he's hot. But remember, he was below the Mendoza for a good chunk, the majority of the season, before, you know, he was all the way down to 174 a few weeks ago, but now he's got that all the way up to 236, the OPS is nearing the mid-800s, he's got home runs, ribbies, he's having a good year, and he's been fine behind the plate. Gary's doing good, he's hitting like an elite catcher right now, he's really having a, a solid season, so uh, a solid B. I also have Gio Urshela as a solid B. He's hitting the ball well. You know, statistically not the same as he's been the last two seasons for us, but we didn't expect anything at all from this guy, and we're still getting production. He's still in the mid-270s. The OPS, the OPS is in the mid-700s, so he's hitting the ball, and he's playing fantastic third base. I'm breezing through this. I, I really am, because I just don't... Again, I'm tired of this team. Um... 
And my last B, Giancarlo Stanton. You know, he's been hurt a lot, but when he's on the, the field, he's very streaky. But the numbers say he's having a solid season. He's been fine. Not exactly great to his expectation, but a B is a B. It's good. It's decent. And then we drop to C+. I wanted to give him a B-, minus, but maybe I'm just being rude. Uh, C C plus for DJ. You can give him a B minus if you want. I could understand that. Um, he's, you know, the offense isn't the same. He's hitting the ball in the mid 270s. So he's been hot lately. The OPS somewhere in the 700s. Um, you know, versatile defensively can switch around the infield and does a nice job at each of those positions. But he's not been the same. He's had good moments like recently, but he's not been the same overall. Uh, but he's been okay this season. C+. Plus. Then we go... Man, we have a lot of... Gosh. So we've got one, two, three, four guys. To, and then we have... A, okay, so we have four Ds and then one F. So, uh, Glaber Torres, I gave him a D. He's not driving the baseball. He doesn't square it up anymore. You watch him swing the bat. Bunch of moving parts. Don't know what happened to the power. It's completely gone. His shortstop play is awful. I don't know. He doesn't hit for average anymore. He doesn't hit for power anymore. He's way too streaky at the plate. When he's on, it's just a bunch of base hits. Had some clutch moments at the plate. Recently has had some big hits. But let's be real. His season overall has been miserable for a guy of his expectation. A D for Torres. Also gave a D to Brett Gardner. He's been bad. Um, he's old. He should probably retire. Unfortunately, he's just being thrown out there every day because the rest of our outfield outside of Judge sucks ass. Um, Brett Gardner's got a D. His offense is not existent. Occasionally, he'll hit a home run. But, I mean, that's even being optimistic saying occasionally. Uh, but he plays still plays decent defense. So whatever that gets you. Miggy, uh, he's got he's got a D. He's not hitting the ball like he used to, man. And he's one of those players who needs to rake to be effective. Um, not only because his left field defense is, is pretty underwhelming and bad, but he doesn't walk. So if he's not hitting like 300, his on base is going to be putrid. You know, even in his rookie season when he bounced, when he batted, when did I say bounced, when he batted 298. The on-base was 318, but you'll take it because he actually came through in big spots and he hit hard line drives in those moments with runners in scoring position and he hit doubles with the gaps and the numbers were productive productive outside that. But he's not even, you know, he's never going to be a high on-base walk guy. But if he can hit you 300, you take it. But this year he's hitting 257. The on-base is in the 280s. He's not freaking producing. So, and on top of that, freaking defense it's becoming worse and worse. It started out where you were like, all right, he's doing average. He's, uh, I'm not comfortable with Miguel and Duhar in left field. So he's got a D. Um, Odor, I gave him a D minus. He sucks. He doesn't play anymore. Tired of him. Fortunate that he doesn't play anymore. He actually got some at-bats last night. but. And then F. Clint Frazier has been pathetic. He's hitting a buck 86. He's got five home runs, 15 RBI. He's been absolutely egregious at the plate. He's been a nightmare in right field at times. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
he's been really bad. There's not he's having a failed season. He's having a there's no other way to put it. He's been disgusting as a baseball player this year. He hasn't had any good stretches. Literally hasn't even had a hot streak. So I don't see how you could disagree giving Frazier an F, unfortunately. I think they should send him down to the minors. Get that get those mechanics fixed. You know, he changes his swing too often. You could see his batting stance is different on a daily basis sometimes. I don't know what to do with these guys, man. <laughs> and that's it. That's the lineup. Uh, we move on to the bullpen. I gave them a B. I think they're still top five in ERA. They've had some good moments. Um, and the good moments are outweighing the bad moments decently. So I give them a B. But you're going to have nights like last night. And if Chapman continues to suck, then I don't know how much longer I can give them Bs. Rotation, I gave them a C. Outside of Spider-Man, you don't have anybody who can really give you six reliable anymore. Um, you've got Jordan Montgomery, who's consistently so-so. Then you've got Michael King, Jamison Tyone, and Domingo Herman, who have been bad. Domingo Herman, four starts in a row, is it? Where he's just got nothing? And then Tyone sucks. We know that. Him and King can't give you more than four innings. Even when they pitch well, it's like four innings, two, three runs is their best outings. They're bad. So I gave the rotation a C. Garrett Cole's even starting to regress without his spidey tack. Is that why Chapman's been struggling? In the bullpen. So the pen, a B. The rotation, a C. And the Yankees as a unit, looking at all this, they're 41-38. and 38. They're in fourth place. Again, this is... I'm comparing them to their expectation, which is supposed to be a team that contends for an American League pennant and gets to the World Series. They have been far from that. So I give the Yankees, bracing for impact, because I feel like this is going to sound harsh to a lot of you guys, a D. Why wouldn't I? It's unfortunate. But I think they're playing D baseball to their expectation. Remember that. And this might even be optimistic. And that's it. I don't want to waste my time further on this abominable unit. The Yankees suck. Oh, uh, I gave Kyle Higgy a D too. So, <laughs> I forgot to add that in there. The Yankees suck. They suck. I'm sorry that this was a piss poor episode. Didn't really have anything fun in it. Didn't talk about much other than just these progress reports that we just handed out. But that's it. I'm tired of them. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll have more motivation. But again, my motivation is dwindling down as I watch this, this season play out. So I'm very sorry. Blame the Yankees. Don't blame me. Maybe we'll try to get a guest or two in here in the, in the coming episodes. Make it more fun. But I, I just... I'm sorry. This team isn't isn't doing it for me. I, I can't stay motivated when I watch this team dog through a miserable season that they are having. Blame Hal, Cashman, Boone, the players. All of them have played a big role in this. So, 
I think that's all I have. Let's head to break one last time. When we get back, we'll wrap it up with the NYY, NYK question of the day. Be right back. You can follow me on Facebook at r.j.carbone. You can follow me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. And you can follow me on Twitter at NY Sports Talk RC. And if you want to follow along with the blog that I write, subscribe to It's My Opinion on nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. So, uh, I just don't have the energy, man. <laughs> Let's get to the NYY, NYK question of the day. Um, last time out, I asked you guys, said that Mariano Rivera obviously leads the Yankees all time in saves. Who is second on the Yankees in saves all time? And the answer to that, the answer to episode... Episode 60, I'm sorry, episode 260's NYY, NYK question of the day. Dave Rigetti, second on the Yankees all-time in saves. So Mo has 652, right? He he finished with 652, and I think Dave Rigetti, uh, Dave Rigetti, Dave Rigetti, 224. 224, that's a pretty big difference right there. <laughs> kind of ironic how we're going over saves after witnessing... You know, we're talking about closers after witnessing that debacle last night by uh, Araldis Chapman. Just gave up the Grand Slam. This time around, in episode 261, our NYY NYK question of the day. Brought to you by Anchor. Best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Who was the last Yankees pitcher? To lose 20 games. Yeah. We're doing some negative questions right now. Because we're in a negative, pessimistic, I hate you mood. Alright. So, who was the last Yankees pitcher to lose 20 ball games? Alright. Let me know the answer by commenting or private messaging me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And I'll give you a shout out if you get the correct answer. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 261. We are wrapping it up. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. That is all we've got. If you haven't yet subscribed to BD4, be sure to do that right now. Again, I just don't have the emotion to get mad, to go along and, and dive into everything and break it down. Not anymore. I'm done. I'll see you next time. Ciao.